Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Well, Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, as always, flying solo. Uh, Pastor Ken Keltner, we're going to talk about him actually uh, today. Um, we really will. All, mostly positive. I'll rip him that he never passes the ball and you never want him on your three on three team because he didn't play a lick of defense. Never has. I'm just kidding, Pastor. But we're doing an event uh, coming up. In fact, on Thursday, it's going to be at Brookside Baptist Church. And. I'll tell you what, the, the, the girls basketball coach at St. Francis came up with this idea, and he's been a friend of mine for a while and a listener of Faith in the Zone, and I invited him in, and I don't know his testimony, but I'm going to find out his testimony. One thing I found out about him, because I did a little research, I had no idea the kind of, man, this boy scored some 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 points over at Cardinal Stretch as a basketball player. Coach Sid, how you been? Great, <clears throat> great, great, glad to be here. A, a, uh, Michael Sidolowski. Correct. Pretty close. Not close. the correct way. No, that's that's not the true Polish way. But we'll. What's we'll the suffice. true Polish way? Szydlowski. Szydlowski. I'm going with Szydlowski. <laughs> I'm married to Poplinski, so man, I'm telling smart, you, smart man. Yeah, and you know what? Red hair, uh, green eyes, freckles. My grandma thought she was Irish, so that's what we we stayed with that for a while. Hey, coach. Um, how long you you grew up in St. Francis? Are you a St. Francis guy? Born and raised. Never never moved away. Uh, except to go to college at Cardinal Stretch. Yeah, but even then I stayed stayed at home because I was coaching youth basketball uh, on, a, on a couple days a week and on the weekends I was coaching my nieces through our rec program. Man, you've been a gym rat a long time. A long, long time. This is year 27 as head coach at St. Francis. Wow. Yeah, I, I coached 36, but I was in and out a little bit near, you know, after when Matthew went to Maranatha, I got out of it a little bit and then came back with Coach Wallersheim. But, man – does it feel like it's been that long? Uh, you know, not really. There was a stretch. Um, you know, we haven't been the most successful. We've had our ups and downs win-wise. But 
Uh, time's really passed. It's really flying by. If you enjoy working with the kids, and I, you know, I do AAU in the Basque summer, and uh, have done that for 27 years. You know, it's wow. a, it's a passion. Hey, when I said you coming in, um, I said, look, I did some research on you, Coach. I, man, I didn't know. And you said, look, I got cut as a freshman. And so I, I guess my my question to you, and, and you know, we'll get to your testimony in the second segment. Um, you get cut as a freshman. There's a lot of kids that go, you know what, I'm done with this. But you didn't. You kept. You went out as a sophomore and made the team. And th- did you start as a junior or senior then? No, I, as a sophomore, I didn't even score a basket on JV. Junior year, I backed up um, a friend of mine. It was an all-state cal- caliber kid. So I got very limited time. And actually, I almost did stop playing at the U. I thought I was going to play baseball. My father was a, a American Legion baseball coach, so I thought I was going to go that way. But that was just as a cop. I worked my butt off between my junior and senior year and made all conferences as a senior. And from there, kind of, you know, kept going. You know, and I don't know how to you're six, three, six, four. Yeah, I grew. I I entered high school at like 5'9", 175. By the time I graduated, I was 6'1", 6'2", 175. And in college, I grew to about 6'4", 6'3", 6'4". So when Cardinal Stritch came to talk to you about playing basketball, <laughs> what, were you surprised or was that, did you have other options? I got I got a whopping three letters. This was pre-AU days. Um, I went and visited Ripon. Oshkosh, and I got a handwritten letter from Dave Markson, who I don't even think ever saw me play. Um, but I went up and visited the campus and uh, what, what what campus there was. Uh, like Dave, close to home, I could stay at home still, do my coaching and uh, commute, and it seemed like a good fit. And it was a great decision. Hey, not too many, not too many better guys uh, that I know than Dave Markson. No, outstanding, outstanding. Better person even than coach. Yeah, and he's a really good coach. But he's a, I, I always feel better about about just life after I get done talking to him. And I, I, I don't talk to him nearly as much as I used to. And I saw him a couple of weeks ago over at Whitefish Bay Stadium, and, and he showed me uh, his first grants at Charlie. Had had a little boy, just the cutest little guy. And, and Dave couldn't stop smiling, and he is a good man. Doesn't seem to have too many bad days at all, Dave. No, and and he married up. You know, Kathy. Kathy's a pretty good basketball oh, yeah. player, and I don't know if she can still hit a jump shot, but I'll tell you, coaching Charlie, um, they were great, and and I can't uh, with a capital G, great AAU parents. They they uh, man, they supported what we did. They supported all of it, and and Charlie was a heck of a player. Him and Kevin James and Jimmy Sherburn, those three from Whitefish Bay were really fun and with all really good parents that, that just understood what we were trying to do. And Dave, Dave uh, as I said, I was fortunate to have him for one year. Um, then he left to go to Parkside, so I had a different coach come in. But I cherished that one year we spent together. Hey, when you got there on campus as a freshman, um, did you get some playing time as a freshman? I started every game from you day did. one. Yeah, I remember Dave, we practiced at the old university school, the old Gym, not not where the Jewish community centers, but the old gym where NBA teams used to come in at a wood floor, no locker facilities. We'd go um, nine to eleven at night, then I would drive home, shower, get up for school the next day, and repeat. And uh, Dave pulled me aside early in the in the um, in the process and says, "You know, you're playing really well. You're going to make it hard for me to keep you off the court." 
and that's what I need to hear. I don't want to be off the court. So I started every game pretty much for four years, except I, there was a little stretch where I came off an injury. So when I came off the bench, I had a good game off the bench. Coach said, do you mind coming off the bench and helping us? I said, whatever. Yeah. Minutes are minutes. Man, did you, um, when you were at that age, did you ever think that one day, um, two things, one one day you'd be sitting here talking to me on Faith in the Zone, and two, that you'd still be uh, involved heavily in the game of basketball? You know, at that time, I... <laughs> I wouldn't have told you I would have been a coach at that time. I enjoyed coaching my nieces and that. But to be honest, I was looking um, after college to go overseas and play somewhere. There was some interest. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think that far ahead. And as far as this, um, no way. No, the no faith way. in the zone thing. No. Yeah, not, I, not that it was – I lived a pretty clean lifestyle and, and have maintained that. But, no, I would have never thought that I would be here. Well, that makes two of us because me neither back then i i would have never thought that at all hey one thing and i'm going to plug this throughout uh, throughout the show guys this coming thursday november 4th um we've got an event that 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 mike um came up with and uh, there's four of us that are involved in it um ralph merrick who is an assistant coach at brookfield central and uh he is also the in charge of the fca in this area pastor ken keltner uh, michael and i um, Mike came up with this idea. He, he watched um, this the, the Day of Prayer for College Basketball Coaches, and it's brought to you by Nations of Coaches, and we've had Pete Weary from the Nations of Coaches on this show a couple of times. And uh, he watched this online, and it was about a 30-minute event where these guys came together and prayed together for college basketball coaches. And Mike reached out to me. He said, hey, I've got this idea. Um, Would you meet with me? And so Pastor Ken and I and Ralph and Mike met. And this has come together really nicely. Thursday, November 4th. At Brookside Baptist Church, if you want to come in person, and if you're a basketball coach or you're just somebody that's hearing this that said, man, I'd like to be involved in that. Thursday, November 4th from 6 to 7, that first half hour, we're just going to have some fellowship, talk to some basketball coaches, talk to some 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 other people that uh, want to join us. We'll have some pizza and some water and soda. And then from 6.30 to 7, it's going to be followed just a program, encouraging word of prayer. I'm going to kind of MC it. Uh, Mike's going to talk a little bit. Ralph's going to talk a little bit. And i got to pull the, the, the Baptist minister back a little bit. Uh, Pastor Ken will go 10, 11 minutes, something like that. But Look, we're going to be from 6.30 to 7. It's a 30-minute event. And if you can't join us in person over at Brookside Baptist Church, you can go online. And if you go to Brookside Baptist Church and go to their website, you'll be able to watch it live from 6.30 to 7.00. Or they're going to then have it up, and you can go back and watch it. And uh, it should be a really great event. Before we get to a break, Michael, what what made you think of this? When I heard, um, actually, I heard it on a pod, uh, Sports Spectrum podcast. This Murray Garvin, who is the coach of South Carolina State, I believe, mm-hmm. and he had uh, promoted it. So then I went and watched it on Nation of Coaches. And he did it in in March, um, right around March Madness. Um, and tied into the the social um, issues that were being, the injustices that were being um, in the news big time at that right. at that stage, as well as to the stress the coaches on their families and on themselves. And I thought, oh, hey, can we do something like that here? And then I thought, well, who can I reach out to? And I had been in contact with Ralph and listened to your show um, faithfully and. 
I thought, well, shoot it out there. What do you, what do you got to lose? Man, I, I, I'm telling you, Coach, I don't know the kind of response you've gotten because I know you've been busy sending a lot of emails, but the people that I've sent it to and I've talked to, it's been a really good response. And even if they can't join us, they say, man, that's a really good idea. And, and thank you for coming up with this, and thank you so much for the phone call to get involved in this. You're welcome. As as we both know, it's it's not really my idea where it came from. Amen. We we both know. Right. Um, yeah. I was just just a carrier of the the message. Yeah, and and I agree with it. And I believe that. And I don't know. Look, I've I've been retired now a couple of years, but I don't know of a time in my lifetime where I think coaches need this more than ever. Well, as you said, I mean, you know, the turnover in coaching is just just. Um, I, I there's not it's just amazing how how frequently coaching jobs open up and uh the stresses it puts on a family uh on the coach with uh with parents administration and it was a great uh I have a poster up in my coach's office from Dabo Sweeney that says you know I'll be accountable to God for what I did with the kids he gave me what did I do to build his kingdom so I look at that daily as a reminder that I'm here for a purpose and thank, thankfully, we're not going to be judging our wins and losses when we get, get to heaven. But what, right. what, what did we do right. with the kids that he put us in charge of? And we're going to talk. I'll tell you what. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about that part of this again. November fourth, six to six thirty. If you want to come out and have some pizza and just meet some other people that are with us, Brookside Baptist Church is on Pilgrim between Capitol and Hampton. And just look it up. Uh, really easy to get to. Pretty quick off the freeway. Um, again, six to six thirty. So, some pizza, some fellowship, six thirty to seven. Just a, just an encouraging word and a prayer to the coaches that are just about to begin their season. If you're not a coach and you still want to join us, come on over. You know what? Everybody's welcome. It's going to be a quick event, but I'm really excited to be a part of it. And I want to, you know, certainly invite anybody that listens to this show either meet us in person or go online at BrooksideBaptist.org and uh, and you can listen and watch this event again November fourth from 6 to 7. We're going to get you a break. Other side of the break, Mike's going to uh, share his testimony with us. Second segment is my favorite, and we'll listen uh, to Mike as he talks. He's been the head basketball coach at St. Francis High School 26 years. Men's basketball player at Cardinal Stritch from 1981 to 1985 was put in their Hall of Fame. Um, man, big time career. And I didn't know this about him. I'm not playing him any, uh, no horse, no one on one, none of that. Those days are over. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Nobody but Jesus. Well, Moses had stage fright, and 
Well, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, get our special guest today, head basketball coach at St. Francis High School. He is Mike Sidolowski. I'm going Sid. It's just too easy. <laughs> coach Sid from, from St. Francis. And again, as we talked about at the la- end of last segment, on November 4th, Brookside Baptist Church, Coach Sid and Ralph Murrell, who is an assistant coach at Brookfield Central Boys Team, um, and in charge of FCA in this area, come up with this idea, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. Uh, it is just uh, an hour, half hour of encouraging a word of prayer for our coaches, both the boys and the girls' side, um, as they start their season. And I don't know, and during the break we talked about this, I don't know of a time in our world, in our life, that we as coaches don't need this more than now. You know, just come together and and let's pray together and 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 ask God to help uh, our season and and help our coaches stay safe and and do what's right. You know what? Guide these young student athletes in the right direction. So again, November fourth, Brookside Baptist Church, six six thirty. Come up, grab some pizza, have something to eat. Six thirty to seven is going to be uh, us praying for you coaches that you guys have a great year. And again, uh, Coach Sid, thanks a lot for, for for involving me and getting me involved in this. Hey, if you listen to Faith in the Zone, you know that our second segment is, is by far my favorite segment because I, you know, my, my testimony is not good. It's, it's a difficult one. Um, and, and I'm not, look, I'm embarrassed all the time that I talk about it, but I love to hear other guys and how they came to the Lord Coach, would you share your testimony with us? Sure, it's it's kind of a lengthy two part one. I I, I think. Um, well, I started off. I was raised. Uh, mother and father both worked. Father was ex marine and worked in a foundry. And mom, after the kids were raised, went back and was working at a, a meat packing firm. Um, I, we we had a knowledge of faith in our family. We didn't attend church. Um, at all, you know, on holidays sometimes, but that was not. We did make confirmation. They they raised us. I guess you could say we were raised Catholic. I didn't go to church on a regular basis till I started going to high school. And a friend that I had referenced, I played behind um, Joel Tomsky, went on play on the Whitewater National Championship teams, was a altar boy, and went to Catholic grade school near our house. So we started. Uh, I started attending church on a regular basis with with Joel. Um, then went to Cardinal Stritch, which is, as you know, is based on the Franciscan values and and got an understanding there. But it was still at that point that it was more religion to me than the relationship piece. I, I had I had no understanding of God's grace and compassion. I you know I understood what was being talked about, but there was no no I I had no idea about the, the need for a relationship with our Lord and accepting him as our savior um, till about. Uh, and again, that kind of went on. As I said, I'd had to go overseas to play kind of milled around, tried some different jobs out after you know, I graduated college. Um, and then I started uh, working at the high school as an in-school suspension uh, supervisor. And then um, I was coaching JV at the time and our boys assistant, was a deacon at uh, First Baptist Church in Oak Creek. A guy named Joe Pachak. His wife also was a teacher and choir director at Union Grove Christian, and his son it was a great player at Union Grove Christian. Andrew had a had a heck of a career there. Um, he he would invite me, and and it, you know, Joe was a 
police officer in Cuddy, and he great personality. He he would say, Sid, if 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 you died tonight, would you go to heaven? I said, Well, Joe, I I think so. I said, I'm a pretty good person. I you know right. I live a pretty good life. I live a pretty clean life. I'm not involved in drugs, alcohol. I don't you know, I don't uh, I treat women the right way. I treat everybody with respect. I said, I think I would. He says, Well, would you like to know for sure? I'm like how can you be 100% sure? I mean, I was that naive to not, I said, I, and he said, well, you know, you, you say this prayer of salvation with me, believe it in your heart. And I said, it can't be that easy, Joe. can't be that easy. So he kind of kept inviting me, and I was stubborn. I, I didn't, uh, he would invite me out to church, and I didn't take it up. And it, uh, it was late in August, probably about 94-ish. And my father came down with cancer. Um, I was involved in a relationship that I thought we were heading to getting engaged, um, and that kind of broke off. At the same time, my dad was suffering cancer, and that was before I kind of got set in career-wise where I was heading. And before that, things were kind of had always kind of worked out for me for the good. And now this was this was you know I guess you basketball terms the opponents were on a twelve zero run. Yeah, and I remember pulling over on Highway twenty. Coming, she had lived in Sturdivant, coming back, and I just lost. I pulled over on the side road crying. I said, "Hey, Laura, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I've tried to do it my way, and it, it's not working." Mm-hmm. And I said, "I, I need, I want you to take control." I and I, I said it, and then I had mentioned I had talked to Joe about. It. He said, "Why don't you come out to our, to our church?" And I, I went out. Yeah, I felt the calling to, to go there. I think one of the first two services I went to, um, when when the uh, when the prayer of invitation was given, that I responded. Um, I, I knew it was the right thing to do. I knew it's something I had to, and that's when I accepted the Lord as my Savior. And then I'd say about a month or two later, went through the course and got baptized once again. That. That um, and I, you know, I'd say about 10, 12 years, I was pretty, pretty good staying in the ward. But again, maybe I'd have the Bucks game on in the background, I have a, a, a radio on. Then I'll tell you what, to be honest, when the whole COVID hit and we had more time, it gave me time to kind of reflect where I am. And then when the George Floyd situation broke, I remember I couldn't sleep that night. It was, I know, and I kept thinking, what? What is going on in our world? I, I shouldn't be surprised when they, you know, I don't know if I can say it, but when you keep pushing God out of schools and out of, out of, uh, out of government, yeah. out of our lives, what do we expect? It's not him being um, vindictive, but it, uh, it's a fact. When, you, right. when, you, when there's a void, something's going to fill it. Yep. Um, so I said, well, I can't, I can't solve those problems, but I, I'm either part of the problem or part of the solution. I said, I got to recommit. So I like to say, say last May, I said, I got to make myself better. I got to fill my cup so I'm not filled by things of the world. Because if, if that cup's not full, it's either something of the world's going to fill it or I can fill it with, with the word. And I took it as um, that was an easy decision for me. So what I do now is the first 20 minutes when I wake up every morning, Go grab myself a big cup of water. My dog's laying in bed with me, and I spend the first 20 minutes of quiet time, no radio, no TV, and spend it in a word. Uh, later on in the day, 
uh, I walk two miles and I'll run five. My walk, which takes about a half hour, I always listen to either your podcast or a faith-based podcast. Amen. Um, and then the very last thing I do before I turn the lights off at night is end up in a, in a Tony Dungy devotional. So yeah. I, I start the day and end the day. Um, and I, you know, I just think it's been, um, it's been a real difference hey, in my hey, life. Hey, um, and I want to thank Joel, right? Joel, who, who took you to the Catholic, because I think that maybe started your journey. And certainly, Joel, um, does Joe know where you are right now in your in your faith? Yeah, I t- I had talked to um, I had talked to uh, his wife and uh, Nancy and and Joe and reached out and they're gonna listen to the show and I mentioned about the the thing we were planning yeah the event and invited them to come. Joe's not coaching anymore, unfortunately. He's he got out. He's enjoying his retirement. But um, yeah, those two officers. He you know he was bold enough to. To bring it up, and to be yeah. honest, I had never, no one had ever questioned me that before. Uh, man, I, you know what? I, I thank Joe and Nancy. You know what? Because look, Nancy, I'm sure has had probably encouraged Joe to 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 say and to be open enough with you. Um, you think Joe will be listening here? Um, did you ever uh, been to a basketball game at Union Grove Christian, Coach? Uh, no, I had not. But we played. I, Joe, I got involved in a Word of Life. Uh, we went to Word of Life tournaments. I don't know if you remember those. And I took some of my St. Francis girls. Joe got us to go to a Word of Life tournament where they shared. I don't even know where it was. It was like on a carpeted floor or somewhere. It was. I never been there, but um, if Joe's listening, so I go from Whitefish Bay, Dominican. We went back to back state championships, and I leave Dominican and go coach at Calvary Baptist. And we play Union Grove, Christian. And I'm not kidding, Mike. I would pray all the way from here to Union Grove, Christian. And I'd say, Lord, just give me patience. Just let you, – you can't shoot a three from the corner because you're out of bounds. And, you know, the, the people are sit, sitting above you. And sometimes if you're really in the corner, you're going to hit the, 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 the where people are sitting. I – we couldn't run our stuff, and I just I would walk in, and I'd be Lord, just give me patience, give me patience, give me patience, and I'd walk in and go, we can't play here. Come on, this is this is ridiculous. And and Joe, if you're listening, man, I'm sorry if anybody down at Union Grove Christian remembers the crazy coach at Calvary Baptist and how mad he would get about having to play there. But man, I'm so happy that your willingness to talk to this man and ask him that question. When you die, do you know, are you going to go to heaven? And look, I grew up in the Catholic school, and I, I used to keep the, the shot clock in my head because if I did three bad things today, but I did two good things, now, look, I'm only down one. I got to be nice to the nuns, so now I'm even, but I get in a fight in the playground, so now I'm down one. It just, I, and finally, when I got down by over 100, and I remember this as a kid, I just said, forget it. I'm never going to catch up. I'm going to have to go to purgatory. That's what I thought. And, you, you know, Coach, with um, the relationship side of this, I, I, somebody said this, and I, and I believe it. We knew, all the, we knew all the stories, right? Like we knew Abraham Lincoln. But the idea of turning our life over and, and that day on Highway 20 when you made that decision and said, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I, I've had that, that moment in my life as well, and it's not been the same since. Yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for it. I, I know you've talked about knowing the scripture, and I heard a coach um, 
I believe it was Paul Mills from Oral Roberts talk that, you know, the Bible was not meant to be informational. Scripture wasn't that, you know, we can go on a trivia show and, and answer how many animals were on Noah's Ark. He said it should be transformational. It should transform our life so it looks more and more like Jesus' life. Amen. And I, we, I think we both had that knowledge of what was in it, but it, it didn't. It didn't sink in with me. It did not with me either. And it wasn't. It wasn't until you know, uh, Pastor Darrow at Eastside Baptist Church said, "I can't help you with the issues that you're having, um, unless you, unless this is the only way I can help you." And held up the King James Version, and I said, "That's what I need." He said, "Close the door. Let's go to work." It's time to go to work, and I was in. You know, I, I was close to losing my family coach i was i was doing some ridiculous things that i'm very embarrassed about now and i look back and i don't even know who that guy was but that's who i thought i was and you know when when pastor darrow said look i i knew you'd be here and i said excuse me he said i don't know when you'd be here your wife's been praying for you for years and i knew you'd come i just didn't know when it's time to go to work let's go and i you know i thank her and and uh i certainly thank him and i thank joe not bad for a Union Grove Christian guy. He actually grew up in Cudahy was raised Catholic also. He's Polish, Pachaka, yep. Joe Pachaka. Yeah. yeah, and he still lives in Cudahy, not the same area. But um, So we had similar similar backgrounds. I look um, forward to, to meeting him one day, shaking his no, hand and saying great thank guy. you. Great and, family. Well, and it takes a lot. As you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy place to, to want to say what he said to you, even to friends of ours. <laughs> It's a difficult thing. You don't want to be known as this Bible thumper, but, boy, you want to ask that question. Nobody better at that than Ken Keltner, Pastor Ken Keltner, for me. And it doesn't matter in what setting. He can be at the mall. He can be at the grocery store. He can be in a plane, and he is right. Hey, you want to know what I do? Let me tell you. Let me ask you about this. Joe could, too. Joe could, too. Joe could, too. And, and I'm thankful for Joel Tomsky, who got me going to church, and for my education at Stritch with the um, nuns and, and priests. You know, obviously, it's a little di- little different, kind of branched off from there. But I'm thankful that they, they planted the seeds. 100%. I mean, again, it could have been things of the world. Um, we you know, obviously there's some differences, but I'm thankful for all of that, as well as, of course, uh, Joe Pachak and his wife, who kind of guided me at a time where I really needed it. 100. percent His kid was a pretty good basketball player. Yeah, he was, was a really good. Ba- uh, Andrew, he played at. He went and played at WLC after. Okay. Interesting. I, I wondered how. I wonder if Andrew liked playing at Union on that mm-hmm. that gym. At Union uh, he Union was. He was. He was. A, he was a stud there. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Very, very uh, good. I wonder score. how they did against Calvary Baptist back then. I'm not I, sure I, about how old that would one. Andrew be? Thirties, mm, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. they, they Calvary Baptist is pretty good for a while, and then I think after Matthew and, and Keith Keltner. Um, left they can, they've gone down obviously but man they were good for a while we're going to get to a break other side of the break hey by the way the last segment and if you listen to my show you know the question I'm going to ask all the uniforms you've ever put on baseball basketball any uniform I'm going to want to know which one you're going to pull out of the closet put on why and who you're going to play against but we'll get to that in the fourth segment we're going to continue as uh, we get to a break don't forget this thursday uh, november 4th at brookside baptist church 
if you can make it in person, and and this is a prayer for our coaches. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're coaching, and if you're a parent that just wants to come out there and and pray for the coaches that are coaching your kids, come on out. But this is a a, a half hour of encouraging word of prayer for our basketball coaches as they get going here in the state of Wisconsin. 6 to 6.30 at Brookside Baptist Church. Have some pizza. Have something to eat. You know what? Introduce yourself to Mike and I if uh, if we don't know you and you heard us on this show. And then followed by a 30-minute word of prayer. And I, I promise you, I'm emceeing the thing, so I'll keep us on time. I'm not going to let Pastor Ken go for an hour like those like those Baptist ministers <laughs> like to go. But we won't be doing that on Thursday, November 4th. We'll continue to plug that on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shane and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest for the entire hour, head girls basketball coach at St. Francis High School. Grew up in St. Francis, went to the high school, um, played at Cardinal Stritch, scored how many points you score? 1832. 1832. I mean, he can't hold me, but yeah, no, I'm just kidding. You didn't play a lot of defense or what? No, I was not a great defensive player. <laughs> It's I, I saved my. Zone. I saved my. I always. I wondered why coach had me guard the worst player on the other team, and I thought it was for saving my energy for the offensive end. <laughs> he says, "No, you can't guard anybody. That's why you're doing it." You know, I love that. You know what? That whole time you thought, "Man, he's saving me so I can score a little bit more." Not, not too many shots you didn't like, right? Oh no! As soon as, as they say, as soon as you get out of the car, I was, I was ready. Hey, coach. When we were to, uh, we're at a break, and you had said, "Hey, there's a, a." Um, I was listening to Tony Bennett, and uh, there was a verse that he that he gave that I, I thought was really good with guys, especially if you coach in in public schools. What was the verse? It's First uh, Peter three five. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for your hope that we have, but do so with gentleness and respect. Amen. Right. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. Um, you know, being in a public school um, has some challenges. Yeah, you had asked me a couple years ago to come over. To, um, you were starting at FCA, and and uh, boy, it was there's a lot of kids at the one that I was at, which is really cool. Um, but you said, look, I just we got to be a little bit careful, and and I understand in public schools you do. That's a challenge for you. Yeah, I mean, there's there's you know sometimes there's other staff members. Uh, actually, after you had had um. Had come in, we ran to a little. I mean, you know, there's always people that are not going to agree, agree, but I, I wish not only there, but world, nationwide, that, right? You know, that's that Satan's plan is trying to divide us, yeah, uh, families, uh, schools, government. 
politician, it, it, that's his biggest weapon. Because once we're divided, we're not as strong together. We, we, we'll all have different beliefs, different um, backgrounds, different political views, but we, we, we need to bind, bind together at this time. Yeah, I think so, More too. More so than ever. Yep. And there's, you know what, there's ways, and you know this, uh, Coach, with... You know the the way, and we talked about this too during the break. That he said, "Look, I'm not I'm not one that gets up on the mountaintop. I'm not one that's going to hit anybody over the head with uh, with the Bible. But the way I live my life, I hope is is they see that I am different. We are to be peculiar. I mean, the the Bible says that, and and I hope that as well. Um, I, I'm 100 percent Irish, so I talk a lot." So you know, I'll I'll I'm not Pastor Ken, but I'll I'll have that conversation um, with people. That's for sure. How how is your family um, with with the changes that you've had over the years? Everybody okay with that? I know that you know. There's been questions for me. Yeah, they were pretty good. My parents, um, my father had passed before beforehand, but um, as I said, he wasn't a, a practicing any religion but I, I believe he had a faith to him he always you know he'd come to my games he always had a uh, medal of saint michael he would sure. hold and uh you know he lived a typical life that a marine and somebody working in a foundry um you know liked enjoyed having his beer now and then but uh there's always this uh, an acknowledgement of 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 uh god in our in our household mom mom was fine mom was fine i had a brother at first brother close to me that's four years older kind of said oh you were raised catholic like i did something wrong and i explained you know this is what i need and it actually um his his wife well they were technically they weren't married but she just passed away and he a gentleman he worked with um is a is a pastor and at at a small church uh in town and he spoke at the funeral and shared the word and said he shared and I talked to him after and he had known that I was a Christian and said you know I've shared it with your brother Rick so he's heard it too and now he's kind of softened you know he's seen what his friend Pastor Al right. has told him and, and was, you know, Rick bas- at, was Rick a basketball player? Uh, actually <laughs> It's a funny story because he probably he was a good athlete, football, basketball, but he he unfortunately high school took a different path. Okay, um, you know with his with his friends back in that time. Uh, I actually after I got cut my freshman year, well we I got put on a B team. We played three games. We played the old Notre Dame High. We had guys wreck the ceiling tiles, so they cut our season. So I went and played intramurals with his team. Um, so I, we actually won an Emeralds championship my freshman year. So I got it. I can't rival Michael Jordan's story, but you know, getting cut and then not scoring it's right. it's, it's my version, and I'm sticking with it. Hey, so if 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 we talked to your brother Rick and it, if I asked him, you know, if you guys played horse or one on one, who would win today? What would he say? Oh, he he knows I. He would. knows. Yeah, he knows. He knows. But I used to play in the in the yard when I was smaller, and actually. If you talk to a lot of his friends from back then, they know they. My name was Murphy after Calvin Murphy, who you okay, remember playing because sure. he was small. Yeah, I, I, I was scrappy, but I, yeah, no, I would beat him now once I grew and put the time in. We are talking with uh, Michael Sidolowski. They call him Sid, Coach Sid. Um, head basketball, I had girls basketball coach at St. Francis. And as uh, we, if you've listened to the whole show, you know what's going on Thursday, November fourth. 
6 o'clock to 7 o'clock at Brookside Baptist Church. If you can't join us in person, you can go, go to the Brookside website. Um, just go to go Google Brookside Baptist Church, and uh, from six to six thirty, we're going to get together there. But coaches, parents, if if you guys want to join us, we're going to pray for our coaches. The season tips off here very quickly, and uh, I'm going to MC it. Uh, Michael's going to talk a little bit. Ralph's going to talk a little bit. Pastor Ken's going to talk. We're going to have you out of there at seven o'clock. So if you want to join us again, pizza, 6 to 630, a little bit of fellowship, and then uh, a word of, uh, of prayer, some encouraging words for our coaches uh, as, you, as they get going. If you're a, a grade school coach, a high school coach, a college coach, if you want to come out and join us or go online again at Brookside Baptist, just Google that, and you can watch it online from 630 to 7. And Coach said, look, he came up with this. And, uh, and I want to thank him and Ralph for reaching out to me and to Pastor Ken. But he watched from the nations of coaches. They did one for National Day of Prayer for college basketball coaches and thought, man, what a great idea for us to do this here in the city uh, for our basketball coaches throughout the state of Wisconsin. And I'm looking forward to being a part of that again November 4th at uh, Brookside Baptist Church. Hey, uh, real quick before we get to a break, do you have a fav- favorite book in the Bible? Probably Job. Yeah. I would say Job. Yeah. yeah. Patience of patience, the the patience that he that he um I think in our lives, I think in my life, um, it's been important to to have patience. I yeah, I would say Job. Yeah. I Book of Ephesians for me. I the idea of trying to put on the full body of armor every day. Coach, I fail before I get out of bed sometimes. You know, I, I. But boy, I'll tell you what that that book for me about trying to be a better father and a better husband and a better friend. I, it uh, that book reached me when I needed a book to reach me. And and the book of Ephesians for me and yours is Job. That's awesome. Uh, he is coach said again, girls basketball coach at St. Francis, and this is Faith in the Zone on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Moses has stage fright. Oh, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Man, I wish you guys could hear things that we talk about during the break. I'll tell you what, man, I've learned a lot. I've seen Coach Sid in gyms for years. And, and I would consider him my friend, but it's not like we hang out, or but I'd see him and we'd talk a little bit, and but I know a lot more about him now, and, and uh, man, I have so much respect for him as a man and, and as, a, as a basketball player. The guy had a phenomenal career. Um, coach, this last segment, and since you listen to Faith in the Zone, you know what the question is, and I love asking this question. If I, you, Every uniform you ever put on in your entire life – if I put him in a closet and you could pull one uniform out and put it on and play one more game, what uniform and who would you play against and why? 
I'm taking my number 44 Cardinal Stritz jersey, and we're playing Lakeland College. Lakeland College had dominated, um, which was then the Lake Michigan Conference we played in. Was 0-7 against them going into my last attempt my senior year. Um, they were coached by a legendary Moose Woltz, and the court was named after him up at um, at Lakeland. And we had a great battle. I mean, the other games weren't close. I was looking the other day, and it was like 20-point blowouts almost every game. And this game, we had a legit chance to pull it off. I believe it went into overtime. We ended up losing by four. Oh. And I knew this was my best and last shot. And after I was, I took it pretty hard. And I remember Moose coming up and saying, hey, Sid, there's 15 million people in China that don't give a dang what just happened on the court. <laughs> and kind of put it in perspective. He said, kid, Amen, yep. he said, kid, the sun will still rise tomorrow. And I felt I said, yeah, thank, thanks, Moose. But <laughs> it would have nice. been a little brighter if we would have pulled that of off. What did you have that game? I believe I was in the high 20s, maybe 30. You had a good game. Yeah. So you gave it everything you had. Yeah, that's. Uh, I. he said you did all you could. Man, to get one more game back and play that game one more uh, time. And, Man. and we'd win by two. I hit, sh- hit a shot at the buzzer. Hit a shot at the buzzer and uh, and get this thing done. Hey, hey, Sid, I can't thank you enough, man. You know, I really appreciate all the kind words you've had for me over the years, um, being a listener to, to some of the stuff that I, I do here. But, man, I, uh, I thank you so much. For, for including me in this event coming up on Thursday. Again, at Brookside Baptist Church. It's basically an hour um, if you want to join us in person. But we, this is going to be a 30-minute program featuring encouraging words of prayer for our coaches, our basketball coaches that are about to tip it off here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, I can't thank you enough for coming up with this idea and including me with it. Thank you for having me and for, for your help. I, as I said, I had planted the seed but you pastor ken without you two and ralph it, it wouldn't have been possible ralph's a really good man ralph's a great guy yeah he's a fa- I, I, he is a past guest here on faith in the zone and does a really good job not only as a coach at brook central with coach wandering and the staff over there um but boy he he just does a marvelous job with fca i'm hoping maybe coach wandering will show up on uh I don't know. We'll find out. I'm gonna I give did him a call. Send, I did send the invitation. You out. did? Yep. Dan yeah. did get one. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to his wife. She'll come and she'll drag him with her. You know what? Uh, just a marvelous guy. I'm a big Dan Dan Wandry fan. I think he does a really good job at Brook Central. And I know Ralph has officiated his two daughters' weddings, including a recent one. And um, so yeah, he speaks highly. Dan's a great guy. Great uh, basketball coach. I hope he shows up. I hope all coaches show up. Um, don't don't be scared off. I think we all need it. Um, if nothing else, we can have someone to turn to if t- tough times. Uh, we know each other, but right. now we know each other maybe in a different way, and you know we share some common interest here, well, and the, the best interest we can have. Look, I I know um, I know Amy a little bit, Dan's wife, and and uh, I know that uh, she's strong in her faith. So, hey, um, Amy, if you're listening, come on over and uh, again. It yeah, is, we invite uh, wives. You bet. Wives and, and parents, Fans, if they whoever, come, whatever, man. For, how do you beat free pizza? November fourth, Brookside Baptist Church from six to seven, six o'clock to six thirty. Fellowship, uh, some some pizza, and we'll just talk basketball. You want to talk flex? I'll tell you this, Pastor Ken. All he ever wants to do is talk zone defense. Don't talk to him about that. You don't play zone, do you? 
Uh, yes, yeah, we do. he does. <laughs> Pastor Ken, you've got a buddy over here, man. Man up and play man is what I'm thinking. But again, this uh, this uh, Thursday night, six to seven. And uh, last thing, and then I got to cut you loose. But a buddy of mine, who in a fantasy uh, basketball league with, fantasy football league with, Mike Hales, and Mike said, "Hey, um, Mike, I don't know, man. I, I look, I don't know if I'm strong enough, Christian, strong enough in my faith to come to this." I started laughing. I said, "What?" We're not going to ask you what's your favorite verse and get up and read it. I said, Mike, just come and hang out with us. This Mike Ailes, big-time basketball guy, helps coach Show Walter out. He was at Germantown with Showy. Now he'd be over at Dominican. But at one point, he was an all-time leading scorer at uh, at Platteville. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? And and look, I want him there. And he's coming. He sent me a text that I'll be there on Thursday. So there's going to be some people there I want to introduce you to. And I think you're right. Let's just all come together as a group of people to pray for each other. And then we, we might make some contacts for people that, you know, we might be able to reach out to and do a Bible a su- study. Or yeah, and have with. a support system that we can turn to in times of times of encouragement needed. 100%. You call me anytime. We'll go through the book of Job or Job? It, it's Job. Job. I thought it was Job before I knew any better. <laughs> Man, that is the best. When you told me that, I laughed really hard. Hey, Coach, uh, thanks a lot. I look forward to Thursday, and thanks again for inv- uh, having me be a part of this thing. Yeah, it'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. You bet. Uh, this is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.